It's basketball season and we've got you covered. The Ringer NBA show breaks down the latest and greatest around the league five days a week. Check out The Ringer NBA show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. For the Mac Media Podcast, listening to my voice right now, I'm very happy to bring on a guest that, I, that I've been I've been following his work for a while. Man, this is this is this is the top one percent. This is Ethan Carter Third. What's going on, brother? Well, formerly the top one percent, formerly Ethan Carter the Third. Now I've sort of rebranded myself EC3, the essential character. As you can see, I'm essentially sitting in a public coffee shop because, like we mentioned before jumping on here, all the out of work writers all the poets, all the musicians, they're sitting here writing, the, yeah, they're writing their wares. And then now I'm chopping it up with you guys, talking real loud because I want to make sure I project all the excitement I have. <laughs> the, artist, the artist, the artist formerly known as EC3 in the coffee yeah. shop. I appreciate it's, <laughs> it's pathetic because I live in this little downtown area of Florida, um, outside of Orlando. It's, it's super nice. It's cool. But I've been coming here every day because I work better here when I'm like typing up my narrative uh, nonsense and, you know, booking people and trying to change the wrestling industry and doing all this stuff. But I can't do it at home. It's too, like I don't work well there. So I bring it here, good energy. Um, but I, I feel like a loser because I'm like the unemployed coffee shop guy. Totally. <laughs> what's, what's your, what's your go-to coffee though? What do you get? What do you get? Well, because I have so much caffeine with like pre-workout, uh, fat burners. I like a decaf Americano is what we're starting with here. If I need to get like really get really cooking, I'll do like their cold brews, almost like uh, what's the word? Crack. Crack is a word. I don't know if I can, can I say crack. <laughs> no, this, uh... Addictive. <laughs> Mr. 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 EC3, <laughs> Mr. EC3, so I really appreciate you uh, for joining us, brother. What's, what's the, the burning question that I wanted to ask you? What's it like being so handsome every day, man? What's it like? You know, talk to me about being handsome yeah, I, every day. That's ironic you asked that because um, I'm in this like top secret wrestling text group, twenty like high level names. I can't name any one of them, but I want you to know it's like the Illuminati of pro wrestling. I'm involved in it. Every like deep state. Yeah, well, we don't have the power to, like, control everything. We wish we did. <laughs> We're more of, like, to toying with people. It's more like making fun of people, uh, which is, I don't know, not good. Anyways, I, I sent today this video. Yeah, I don't have the notifications on or I'd throw my phone in the trash. But I sent this uh, video from 2016 I saw where I'm... Um, I'm spitting on somebody. It's in wrestling, so it wasn't in real life. But I was like, oh my God, I was so handsome. What the happened? And I'm like, oh yeah. Firings, pandemics, shaving heads, losing mine twice. Like, I appreciate that compliment. And I'm still sort of dapper. My nose got more broken. Like, what was it like every day? It's, I'm just happy to be me. Thank you for asking. No, no problem, brother. So, what, so talk to me. What's new in your world? What's going on? You know, there's been news that's breaking. There's all those things. You know, the the, the dirt sheets and the Twitter sphere and the snap feet, face, face tweets and all that stuff like that. And I want to hear from the from the from the horse's mouth. What's what's going on in EC3's world? Well, I try to stay off the uh, social sort of MySpace, but uh, I, I don't like. I can't read. 
I can't read about the stuff I do because I've noticed that people assume truth yeah. with everything they say and like their opinions warranted and you look to opinions because that's your fan base. But at the same time, when they think they know truth, it's just, I have to disconnect with it if I'm going to create for it, I think. So I don't know what is really being said short of the people I work with and the people that want to work with me are very excited and very uh, optimistic about control your narrative. CYN. I mean, Control Your Narrative started as an idea and a mindset, moved into myself and my partner, JC, who's a narrator, creating like cinematic wrestling kind of features of character development and shooting wrestling different, but not that bullshit cinematic wrestling, but like real wrestling shot cinematically. We did a feature uh, with me and Matt Cardona. Uh, we did a feature myself and Adam Share, And now we we put it out there in a world where you can get picked up and discovered in so many different forms because the way content is being consumed is changing every day. And you guys know this. Like, there's like a creator's economy developing. There's a TV network that was interested in what we were doing. We were able to parlay that into a, a grand vision. So to get attention, though, you have to hit them with a broadsword. You have to hit them with a fucking mallet. So I had to say... Launching pro wrestling company, TV deal imminent. Intimate, imminent. I can't, TV deal imminent. So people will be like, wait, what? They're expecting, I don't know what they're expecting, but I'm telling you this is going to be something different, something unique. But also we're foraying into the world of live events. Because one thing that I think lacks when I do these features is the atmosphere and the energy of the live crowd. So being able to combine these two things into something new. I think there's a market for a traveling wrestling show ever since the pandemic. Life's getting back to normal. Something that's quaint, intimate, in thousands of places where you're in the midst of the action as opposed to the typical arena setting. I think there's a market for that for live events, especially with the array of talent available and a lot of people not signing up for one thing, exploring different options. And that forbidden door, so to speak, it does not exist really. So there's that, plus being able to create for television gives it a whole new form, a new avenue. World's changing. Let's change with it. No, absolutely. Control your narrative. I know it's going to be on the horizon, one of the biggest things to hit pro wrestling. But when you have a vision, you have an idea of what it could be in the future, there is some sort of time where you have to get buy-in from other people, whether it's vendors or other business partners. What's that look like? Are people already on board? Do you have to like educate them what that means? I mean, something that's so forward-thinking? That's very interesting. I think wrestling lives within a bubble. So bringing it to the normal wrestling channels, not channels like television channels, but through the people within it, uh, it's either going to hit because they want to say like, oh, this is cool and different, or it's going to totally miss the mark because it's like, that's not, where's the ring announced? Where's the championship belts? Where, like, you know, where's the ref bump? Where's the referee? I don't even have a referee like right. at this point. So where I found great success in it was the feedback from people that are not in the wrestling bubble who are maybe not on the Twitter sphere or the face tweets or the, uh, <laughs> the space mice. Uh, like, I don't want to say like civilian people who want to see something cool. They like action. Oh, there's great action here. Characters. There's humor, there's drama, there's emotion, which is what brought us all to wrestling. It's kind of condensed that maybe there's a market outside of just regular wrestling for it. So that's how the TV thing started, too. And I've gotten feedback. There's actually this film producer. I heard him on a podcast. I was having a rough day because the shit's hard. I'm like, why am I even doing this? This is... This is just this is chaos. But I heard him on a podcast talking about how you have to break the mold to get forward, blah blah blah. And I just sent him a message. Hey, I heard your message. I'm so and so. Really appreciate it. Kept me going forward. And then he responds, "Holy shit, it's EC3. I love wrestling." And like he didn't even know it existed. So now I've been talking with him, sending him and a real film producer watching it, and then maybe giving me feedback. That's cool. And then maybe that parlays into some other avenue of creative endeavors. Absolutely. Uh, something as we talk about vendors and, and the TV stations and things like that, something I'm interested in is as you're creating this project, obviously 
you have to start now scouting talent yourself and trying to find people to be right. on this program. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my question to you is, uh, like, what exactly are you looking for from the people to be on your program and where are you looking for it at? Great question. Um, I'm glad you asked it because I have so much to delve into this. First off, um, I know, like, as wrestling fans, we hear about, you know, like people get released and talent relations and creative in this. I see it on the other side now, dealing with talent. Some of these people are insane. <laughs> like some of your some of your favorites are so completely self-absorbed. It it's a, it baffles me. And I'm like, and then again, some of the people I know and I'm close with don't know what I'm doing yet and are treating this like sending me resumes. So-and-so sends me a resume. I think I'm really good at this. this like, dude, I've, I know you. You're, like, you're good. <laughs> yeah, you're good. If it works out, it does. But uh, what I'm looking for, the first biggest thing I'm looking for is somebody that would get what I got, what, what I did, which is when I was released in the pandemic. Life was crazy. Nobody knew what was coming. I had 90 days. I mean, in 90 days, we didn't even know if wrestling was going to exist. We didn't know if the world was existing. I had 90 days to create something new, unique on my own. And that's how the character transformation takes place. I've only had social media to promote it. Being able to do that and create myself openly and freely, it meant a lot to me. And I wanted to give that to other people. So bringing along to the first feature, I thought Matt Cardona was a great person because we're very like-minded, but we're very different. So using him, like he took what we did it's by no means at all part of his success, but the success he made coming out of it, becoming who he is now, king of the Indies and stuff like that. It was very rewarding seeing this process help. I don't know, but I can pretend it did. To me, it did. And hopefully to him. And now he's killing it. Same thing with uh, Braun Strowman becoming Adam Scher, rising a titan. The guy, the guy was going through literal life crises at the time. And this process helped him come out of that so the big thing i'm looking for is a talent that wants to create and be something different and kind of think outside the wrestling bubble and still understand within it that the basics psychology character development and storytelling work now how do we make them work in 2022 what i'm looking for for new people is engaging me in their story because mm. you know a lot of people oh you see there's a tv deal like i'm getting blown up not so. Some people I know, some people I don't. And, you know, they're sending me their YouTube videos and their matches and their resumes and things like that. And I, I can't tell, like, okay, you can do the moves. Cool. Like, okay, you look all right. Cool. I'm not going to know until I meet you and see you and kind of talk to you. What do you want out of this? So where I've discovered a lot of talent was when I go to an independent show, I'll do seminars and kind of instead of like, okay, here's how you – you wrestle, I kind of break them down as a performer, then as a person, and then try them to just do different things. And those that stand out, I've used constantly in my things, and those are always first people I'll invite. So discovering new people will be doing these seminars. And if we take the show live on the road, each time before a show, I'm in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Guess what? We're going to have a seminar. Come by. Awesome. Probably. Yeah, you might get used, you might not. You might get, you're going to get something out of it. You're going to be a part of something. But what's weird, too, is I got more out of some guy who's never wrestled a match in his life the other day. He wanted to meet with me. So I came to here, the coffee shop, because he lives in the area, and he told me why he wants to wrestle one match as opposed to why he wants to be a world champion, and blah, blah, blah. And like, this is my wow. dream, blah, 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 all that. Same old shit. He told me why he wants to wrestle one match. And I was so engaged with the story. I'm like, we can make that happen. So that story means a lot more to me than the same cliched bullshit that we hear and everybody says. One thing I ask people at the seminar, like, what would you do to do this? Oh, I'll do anything. I'm like, okay, would you do this? Oh, I don't know. Then you won't do anything. That's not anything. No. Yeah. So, and it's not about putting them in such position or would you kill this person for me? Like, no, yeah. but like, would you, would you leave your wife? 
No. Okay. That's fine. You shouldn't. <laughs> trust me, there's no right. future in wrestling. A nice life. But then there's people that are like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't believe you. You're just saying that to me because you think yeah, I want to yeah, hear yeah. that. Mm. People that are open and honest too. One proposed with crazy questions. What intrigues me the most is their ability to perform as human beings outside of the wrestling bubble and then take that into wrestling and make wrestling great. When we first started so, EC, uh, EC3, you, you said you're sitting in a coffee shop trying to change professional wrestling. Um, how, how, do you, how do you propose to do that? What, do you, what is your idea? What is, what is your idea scenario? What's your dream scenario? What would make EC3 uh, feel like he's done that? That's such a good question because people are like, what would make you happy? I'm like, I don't know. I'm always miserable. <laughs> That's how you start. So, just a, You're always miserable. Just a, just, yeah. It's not about changing it as a broad spectrum. We're not going to change how WWE operates. We're not going to change how AEW operates. It's about providing something different and unique that can change people's perceptions of it. As a wrestling fan, I don't know if you've had this in your life, you love wrestling, you're watching it, your, your, your family doesn't understand really, or maybe your friends don't, and you're like, you're watching a great match, and you're, you're alone, and it finishes, and you're like, yeah, man, that was awesome, and then next segment comes along, and your mom walks in, and it's like the dumbest shit you've ever seen, your mom just looks at it for 10 seconds and goes, this is what you like, and then leaves, because she never saw the good, she only sees the the, fucking, the horse shit, so some, something you can show people that can maybe open their eyes to a different form of entertainment because wrestling at its core is like the best. You have the action of movies. You have the physical, you have the physicality of sports. You have the real life emotions of the people behind the characters, like how many injuries and concussions and torn ligaments have I had and come back from a lot. That's a really cool story. You hear about Tom Brady doing something like that. You're engaged in his season. Uh, wrestling has Comedy, it has drama, it has emotion. The biggest thing about wrestling is it has moments you'll never forget. Same thing with a great film. Like you never forget the moment when you, you felt that. So creating something different, unique that could provide that would be the goal. And that would make that would make me happy. And being able to provide people within this industry income to live off of would make me very happy that this is another option for people to do this and make a nice living out of it and be content and happy. Well, Mr. EC3, sir, do, do you, do you feel like there was money left on the table at the WWE brother? You, you want, you wanted the yeah. best to do it. You wanted, you were in a game a while brother. And like, and when you came, when you came to, to WWE, I, I had high hopes. I had expectations, you know, the, these are the, and I know I'm not alone in that regard. Anybody that's followed your work and seen what you did, they, did you feel like there was money left on the table? Do you feel like there was something that, that, that you, you, you didn't prove while you were there? Oh yeah. I'm like a billion dollar talent that, you know, fell off, but I'm not the first. I won't be the last. A lot of people have resentments over that, like, or everybody thinks everybody's underutilized or, you know, not living up or they're being buried or creative doesn't have anything for them or whatever the cause may be. But sometimes it just doesn't work out. And going back to the WWE, I had a great run with Impact. I was able to create myself and develop myself. I knew I was going to trade some of that for having to work there because that's it's not I'm not in charge. One man's in charge. And you, you listen to him through his nineteen thousand different chiefs and chiefests. So I knew I was going to give up something. And then what surprised me, because I had friends there, is how everyone's kind of like, it doesn't matter. I'm miserable. You guys are some really miserable millionaires, man. What's <laughs> can't be that bad. Yeah. But damn, I damn. Pro yeah, but I promised myself going there. I'm like, no matter what that positive mindset thing. No matter what happens, no matter how down I get, no matter how miserable it might seem, I will never let myself get like that. And the second I got up there, I went like that. So that's not my that's my fault. Because I made a promise to myself and I didn't live up to. Uh it sucks. It was horrible. Some money left on the table. Yeah, I in my estimation, I would love to have been in the ring with John Cena and a Randy Orton. That's the only reason I gave came back. I remember seeing that promo between Roman and Cena uh, before Cena left for a good while. But I remember, like, I know how John works. He's very much 
in the moment. They're not writing for him. He's speaking from here. And I'm like, God, that was me. This would be, this would be electric because I, I kind of work the same way. But it wasn't. And it was good. But that's what me and Newman, I like, I got to give it a shot to go back to do that. That never happened. Now, I mean, maybe because what CYN is and control your narrative, it's not really a wrestling promotion. Maybe I can call the Peacemaker's agent, have him come on down to the narrative, and then I can kick, kick his ass. Let's but, go. Uh, let's go. What a great show. As, as Peacemaker. Great show. Not, yeah. show is phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> that show is. Side note, you know how he lives in that like American flag shack with Eagley? Like, yeah, so. is that you? Is that what you? You ain't in there, right? I know you. You you ain't too classy to be in a place like that. I to develop my character, I moved into down the street this little shack. I call it the Jack Shack. But I'm like, oh my god, I'm actually living like Peacemaker when I was watching the show. <laughs> the last so episode, the, the last episode comes around, and you're sitting on the porch, and they kind of pan away. And his numerical address is the same as my little shack. And I'm like, this is, this is too crazy. <laughs> this is too much. But is there money left on the table? Yeah, for sure. Am I mad about it? No, because it got me here to this moment. Maybe that wasn't my purpose in this business. Maybe my purpose in this business was to create something that I am. And if that never happened, then this never would have happened. So butterfly effect, manifestation. Mm. Yeah, like I don't live in the past anymore. I mean, sometimes I do. It's hard not to, but I try not to. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You, you had mentioned like uh, wrestling, having those moments of drama and high stakes and comedy. And when you said like a good film, you lit up. So I want to know what is like one of your favorite like list of films. If I want to get into the mind of EC3. I want to understand its flavor of the cinematic arts. What are some films to pull from my local blockbuster? That's another I'm, thing. I'm, I, I'm pull you. <laughs> I'm not a know. local blockbuster. I want you to get out of 1998. <laughs> uh, I would say... Trying to think of like something that were like where I was just like, I mean, the first time I saw the Dark Knight in the theater, I was like, oh, this is this, this is fucking incredible. Like I'm like I'm totally into it. Is that one of my favorite movies in a sense? But you know, I just have a man crush on Christian Bale. So American Psycho. <laughs> I just, just I American, that's understandable. <laughs> that's understandable. Yeah. He's my help. He's, he's a great actor. <laughs> Uh, he's not, no, he's not wrong. Not, not at all. Uh, there's like, and then this movies that I'm like, this could have been a perfect movie. Maybe it just fell hard here. Like I was just watching Games in New York, and it's like one of my favorite movies of all time until the end, which is kind of like, yeah, oh, you could have pulled the trigger, and I don't know, whatever. But great movies. Nolan doesn't miss. You know, I grew up on original Star Wars and then 1980s action movies. So currently, I don't watch anything new or recent. I think theater movies kind of, if you saw Endgame, I was like, there's, no, there's nothing else to do. That was as, as good a conclusion to something that was built over a 10-year span. You love to see, like, what's left? Performances you can get behind and get invested in. Yeah. Things that try to try to break the mold a little bit things that don't parlay themselves into like not everything needs to be a message on current days. Like we're watching these to get away from this shit. So, mm -hmm. 
what intrigues me too is independent stuff. Like, did you ever see Bone Tomahawk? Damn good. Yeah, like I was just watching that. I'm like, all right. And then dragged across concrete, like small scale things where they take kind of broken actors and put them in these different positions. Uh, there will be Bloods, probably one of my favorite movies. One of my favorite movies of all time, right oh, there. Oh, yeah. 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 Daniel Day Lewis. Another oh, he kills it. Oh, yeah. he kills it. The other day, I was just like, I need to see Daniel Day Lewis. So I put on Lincoln. I'm like, holy shit, this is great, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's mine. You know yeah. what you're getting at him. You know what you're getting at Daniel yeah. Day Lewis. Like. So I'm not like I'm... some super film buff, but the narrative is very based on Fight Club. And I remember where I was when I saw the big twist in that. And I was like, holy shit. That's cool. That's it. Well, I mean, speaking of, of movies and, of course, everything else you're working on and creative endeavors, what always interests me about creative endeavors is you never know if they're successful until you've released them out into the world and you've gotten Thanks. that feedback. So outside of money, because money is an easy way to judge things, but outside of money, how do you rate success in one of your creative endeavors? And as you're working on it, how do you make sure you're still on the right track before it's been released? I Great question that I don't have an answer to because I still don't feel anything I've done successful, even though it's gotten us to this point. Because in you theory... Mean career, you mean your career-wise, EC3? For real? Well, in wrestling... I mean, I always feel unfulfilled. In that. Wow. That's just a burden of insane perfectionism. But as far as like with narrative releasing, there isn't a ton of money yet. And even with putting it out there and having a TV deal and people talking about it now, they're talking it based on speculation, not on the overall work of it. So to define success, we took something we shot in a auto shop garage and somehow it wound up to be televised with some of wrestling's biggest names attached to it as we go into a new endeavor. So that seems very successful. Financially, there's no money in the narrative. <laughs> That's why so I'm stealing Wi-Fi from this coffee shop. <laughs> but I would say, you know what? Here, you bought the, a coffee the, at, you get you you paid for the Wi-Fi. It's not stealing. I actually I actually keep this cup and I just fill it with water. <laughs> but uh <laughs> <laughs> this, okay, I, I can they, actually. Did they put EC3 that. on the cup? Did they put EC3 on the uh, cup? What percent, bro? No, <laughs> I can answer that now. <laughs> Success, I remember specifically after filming the second narrative, Free the Narrative, The Monster in Us All, which is on YouTube for a couple more weeks for the TV deal, shit cans, and then you have to go through the TV network to watch it. But I remember bringing all these people together, writing, producing create like matches, not only that, but like segments and bringing things out of people. Like, just the whole, the whole day was insane. And I was solely, not solely responsible for it, but it, that never would have happened if it wasn't, if I wasn't there. And then that's a great burden, but I remember leaving. I walk out of the building, we're having some drinks and I'm like, this is just a perfect moment. And I left and I was walking down the street and that was a moment I felt successful. Like no matter what happened, because of all these people, I was able to do that. And I'll never forget it. So I want to make that their effort right by continuing forward and hopefully providing them something. I think, I think it'd be successful. Really, I think it'd be really something good to hang your hat on, though, if, you, if you're able to create this and, and, and do the things you want to do on, on your terms, but also providing people with opportunities and providing the younger talent and, and giving back in that way and also helping with veteran talent and people that want an alternative. So I think that that would be a damn thing to, to be to measure success upon. But as you, as you think about your, your persona and you still, are you, you're, are you still hungry to get in the ring? Are you still hungry to have those matches? Or do you, do you, is there someone you want to, to wrestle that you've never yeah. wrestled before EC3 that you would, that you would love to do a little collar and elbow with brother? I, a little, little collar and elbow, a little tie up, grab a head, <laughs> get it again. Before I, before I jump into that too, I would just like to pay kudos because as much as I said, none of that would have happened without me being involved in it. The exact same thing can be said for my partner, JC, who's a narrator, who's created this with me every step of the way, that without him pushing me to do it, this never would have happened. And without his tireless effort, his hard work, and his, I remember editing it with him, and he's going, things are going on. He's like, this is my life's work, man, you know? 
I don't know what's going to happen. And I'm like, we'll see it through. So that as well, not failing him and then us succeeding together is success. As far as wrestling, I wouldn't mind. Like, let's, let's get on some international flights. I wouldn't mind seeing what takes place in the Orient, in Japan, perhaps. Ooh. I wouldn't mind seeing married to Australia. Uh, as far as like talent that I'm interested, it's not... The big names seem to be locked into their big deals. So it's not like worth talking hypotheticals. Right. But any any top level name at this point. I was fortunate enough coming through developmental FCW and NXT that majority of WWE names are through Impact. I've worked at a high level, like a Lashley or Drew. I've never been thrown around by Brian. I've never taken an O, though I wanted to. Like Randy and John were two guys. That's why I wanted to come back. Even Roman, I got to work with uh, real early in his career. We're on the other side with like an AEW. I think the champion hangman, somebody needs to bring something out of him in an emotional level. I haven't seen yet because I think he's one step step away from somebody bringing something out of him on that aspect. Kenny, obviously, is world-class talent. Uh, Moxley, I wouldn't mind rolling around with in Barboy and Fintex because I think we have an unsettled score. <laughs> We've got something to fight you do. about. You do. Uh, oh, yeah. MJF. Yeah. Okay. I can take him to the next level. I like I like the way you talk, though, about, about taking certain people to the next level. Some people that put, probably wouldn't think that that was the case until you, put, put you said it today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, but like great talents with great matches. And I've spoken, think about wrestling. I've seen good matches. I've seen great matches. I think what we miss are great stories now. Facts. And mm-hmm. yeah, no matter how many stars one person gives something, I think like I see we're steps away from telling great stories. And I think it just comes down to emotional investment. And then maybe you can't get that when you're not writing for yourself or creating for yourself. You can only get that when you're fully enveloped in yourself and you have enough control over where it's going. To feel that, mm. yeah. If that sounded like a bunch of bullshit, maybe it was. <laughs> it's it sounded great. <laughs> okay, good. delightful. Yeah. <laughs> well, we talked about the the making sure people have a chance to get in, support in at the ground floor. I was looking at wearable propaganda. Tell me more about that. Oh, yeah. I want to engage with that. Uh, with all that. Put it over, oh, brother. Yeah. Wearable propaganda. You can go to freeec3.com. It's a it's a mess. I have Cody working on the website. Not that Cody. Cody Eckberg working on my website, cleaning it up. But what's funny is all the stuff we print within the narrative, within Free UC3, Rebel Propaganda, my partner and I make. We have a print shop right down the street. So we're literally, if you buy a shirt from me, I'm literally printing it for you. So... So if you don't go wrestling tees to get my stuff, go to freeec3.com or controlyournarrative.co. I think the Control Your Narrative brand, black shirt, white font, message is said. That's a simple design that could be the, the carryover. Because whenever I wear that shirt in public, especially at the coffee shop, people are like, hey, man, I like that message. They don't know shit about wrestling. They know the message resonates. So like, where can I get that? I'm like, oh. Tell it to you off my back. I can't right. tell you how to fill them on. Yeah, wearable propaganda. And I also delve into training apps. I mean, if I guess I have to sell my shit, I'll sell you my bullshit. Join.freeec3.com. I have a workout nutrition app. We make your workouts for you. We make your nutrition for you. Tell you what to eat, when to eat, how to train, whatever. It's, it's sweet. Use promo code AWAKE. You get first month free. You don't like it, cancel it. I don't care. I'm rich anyways. Doesn't matter, <laughs> but I want to help you out. A lot of people get great success from it, so. Oh, but wow. it's hard to like build all these things at once. So if you're running that small business at the print shop, you're trying to change wrestling, running your your training thing, plus you're wrestling on the weekends. I don't sleep, man. It sucks. Well, it's 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 interesting you say all that because that leads into I guess my final question, which was something that always stood out to me with control your narrative is mm. I think so many people they come up thinking that you work hard to ideally get a job at a big company and then you do what you're told forever and hopefully you 
make it in that big company. And mm. as a wrestling podcast, people probably think I'm referring to the WWE, but I'm actually just talking about every American in general, hoping they get 100%. a job somewhere. And I think that's what control your narrative, why it does resonate with so many people, because especially after 2020, I think so many people are learning the safe way is no longer the safe way. You've got to take that oh. unsafe route if you want to control your narrative. And now that you've gone this far with it, what's a, something you can tease us about what to expect? What's the next thing yeah. that you're going to be some, doing? Give us give, some information. Give us a okay, some info. Give us a give us oh, a yeah, bread I, do, I don't do that. I don't do that <laughs> enough. Whenever I do God. these, like you know, like because I know that we have the ADD culture where we live in thirty second clips or something. I could say yeah. something specifically to be taken out of context. So then I get canceled for 72 hours. Facts. But yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you're absolutely right about controlling there. The safe way is not the safe way so much. I mean, you guys are all educated, handsome, thriving young entrepreneurs. Wow. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yo, yo, Brian, you, clip that out right there. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. There you, go. you go to college because they tell you to go to college take out your student loans and you're in debt your whole life and you're working for somebody just to pay off. Like it's, it's, it's an endless rat race. And one good thing maybe came out 2020 is that there is different ways. So if you just contemplate it, but uh, what can I give you? All right. TV deal. I'm announcing the TV partner 331 at our show at Gillies in Dallas. It's Thursday before WrestleMania 331 Dallas, Texas, Southside Ballroom at Gillies. Main events, myself, Adam Share, and Killer Cross versus, oh. I'm going to reveal that, 3-5. It's going to be a good one. I'm providing a live show. So when you come to a CYN live event, it's a properly structured wrestling show in a traditional sense, but it's going to be anything but traditional. I'm going to give you people you know, people you love, people you don't know, people you will love. It's going to be a smorgasbord of opportunity. Needs preparation. Um, I'm very proud of how I can, I don't know, I can put in my mind, let me put myself over. I think I'm good at putting people in positions to accentuate what makes them unique and special while not having to feel the need to do things just because that's the way they are done and put themselves in an uncomfortable position. So if you, if you can't do a backflip, don't try. It's cool. <laughs> you can tell them you're, you're, you're six, five and 300 pounds. You don't need to. But uh, so Gillies, 335 Dallas, Texas, we announced in a press conference our TV partner. And not only that, the other high-level associated brands that will be with this television partner. Because this television channel will change how wrestling is consumed forever, in my opinion. So that will be big. 3-5 Orlando Tin Roof is kind of a scrimmage to see if our bullshit works in front of a live crowd. I think it will. Ruby, myself, and... Uh, Adam Scher against Bill Carr and Vincent of the Righteous. You know, just a couple of warm bodies we can shit out of. Uh, I think I'm going to announce Josh Woods versus Austin Aries. I'm going to do that today. I think that would be cool. But I have a lot of surprises. Yeah, I have a lot of surprises that I don't want to give away for the 3-5 show because I like the, I like people not knowing. Yeah, and that might hurt yeah. you on ticket sales. But like, I like... I want... The opening of this show, I'm going to rip somebody's blindfold off and reveal them to the audience. And I want the people to go, holy shit, he's here. And like, I want that to start how this gets going. And I want to do that in every show. You never know who's going to be under that hood. When I pull their, pull their hood off and they're in the middle of a fight, like I want that to like cause excitement that translates throughout the entire show. So TV, what else what should I breadcrumb? New promotion, we're going to take it live on the road. Hopefully, we're starting small in Orlando. We're moving really high up to Dallas from a super crowded weekend, but check us out. I promise you will not be disappointed. From there, I think by the summer, I'm going to be two or three weeks a month running two or three shows, hopefully. So. Man. Wow. Yo, EC3, I appreciate you giving the drop, dropping the knowledge, dropping some nuggets, a couple breadcrumbs that led to a whole, oh, well, whole loaf. A little bit. <laughs> I mean, what do you want? What else can I do? I'm I'm very open and transparent. If you have any questions, <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Oh, speaking of that, listen, I wasn't going to do this, but I got to do this because damn it, okay. 
I'm tired of Brian, my producer. I get on my damn nerves. Listen, listen, Brian. I love you. Get on my damn nerves. Listen, Easy Three. Listen, we got a debate, man. That we we try to ask everybody that comes on this show now how to prepare your spaghetti. Now listen, there's one way to do it. There's either the you put this, you have the spaghetti, and then you put the sauce on the top, or do you savagely mix your spaghetti together Whoa, and then eat don't it? Leave, what don't is leave the, the witness? Way? Don't leave the witness. <laughs> <laughs> What's the way that you have your spaghetti? I try, I try not to eat gluten, but <laughs> if I were to, all right, hypothetically, I have some rice pasta, some gluten-free pasta. What I'm going to do, I'm going to boil it, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to put it in the strainer, right? Mm-hmm. I think from the, it's been a while. From the strainer, I would probably have my pan still warm. I would probably have my sauce kind of bubbling over a little bit. I would take that strainer, and then I would... Throw it in the pan, and then I take the rest of the sauce and I pour it over, and then in theory, savagely use a wooden spoon. You, you can't control that, your pasta. Is it? <laughs> I can't. I'm, not, I'm so I'm, done. I'm just done. I'm, I'm never. This is the. I will never ask this. Be it flow boat or the. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what should I do? EC3, you had the right answer. No, you were. This was the correct answer. Okay. Yeah. You oh, okay. Just, just, this interview is over. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you, uh, you brother, right I, really, I really, I really appreciate <laughs> you taking the time and, and sitting down with you, seriously and um and, and telling us your telling us your, your thoughts and what's going on in your life, brother. It, it, it means a lot. I appreciate it. Thank you for a very poignant and well informed interview. That was a lot of fun. So anytime, man, it was great. You guys are great. Thanks, brother. Uh, uh, so thank hope, you. Hope so we much. see you down in Texas, brother. Um, please, you're, bu- you're booked. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, Restrictions all apply. See website for details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That was the great EC3. Listen, y'all, I called him Ether Card to the third. I called him top one percent. He was like, kick rocks. <laughs> he was like, that. <laughs> That's our slogan. What are you talking about? He right. was like, who the hell do you think you are, brother? No, he really wasn't. He was, but, but I was like, I was like, listen, I was trying to put it over. I was gonna, you know, I was gonna do like a whole thing, but he was like, no. Who do you think you are, random podcast host? And I'm like, easy three, I'm a big fan. My name's Evan Mack. And he Kid said, that's what said. makes you just you and me mean. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I thought I thought it was awesome, guys. And I'm glad we had the opportunity to, to, to chop it up with him. He he very disrespectfully answered the spaghetti question wrong. So it was no, one of those no, things where no, I'm no, just no, <laughs> I'm just so I'm just no. so done. I'm you can't control over. that narrative. You should no, have no. spaghetti the way you eat it. <laughs> <laughs> and the crazy thing about it is I tried to did it. I tried to do it when I felt comfortable. I was like, I was feeling, I was like, okay, this interview is going really well. I said, I think I got him. I think, I, I think he's a, a, I think he's a pasta on top guy, like a sauce on top guy. And I, I see the look in his eyes and I was wrong. Thought you had so a this time I'll say it one more time. I am officially done. But listen, so we're going to do live shows of this podcast. We're going to bring spaghetti to the shows. So we'll have to ask, excuse me, <laughs> please do not bring spaghetti to our shows, please. Yeah. <laughs> like this is how you enjoy it. Yes. I will say so candy's uh, okay to bring. I'm a candy guy. Oh, please, please bring candy. Like I said, really, I really appreciate him taking the time and talking about it, the, the, the thing he has going on and, and the thing he's operating, hearing from the horse's mouth. And, and I'm really excited to see what he puts on with, with the artist formerly known as Braun Strowman. We had Elimination Chamber, uh, Real Jack Farmer. And I didn't get your thoughts. I didn't get your immediate thoughts. I hear people saying, well, it really wasn't a good show. I was like, all right, okay. I was like, well, let me ask the guy that I, I only care about a few people's opinions and yeah. yours is one of them. So what were your thoughts and your biggest takeaway on uh, Elimination Chamber? Because it was, apparently it was really yeah. terrible to some people. Yeah. 
Willie Zeal was a, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. I was like, yeah, why are you uh, still talking, Evan? <laughs> so I thought I thought Ele- Elimination Chamber hit on every level. I thought it was a great show from top to bottom. To me, the you're, old, well, you're you're a shield, Jack. I don't, I don't, I don't convince me that you're not a shield. <laughs> I mean, the the only thing that was a head scratcher on the whole show to me, honestly, was the Usos and the Viking Raiders and that situation. I mean, especially yeah. now that we know more about what what happened with Lashley now looking back, but. Um, other than that, I mean, it did everything it was supposed to. Roman Reigns beat another legend. Lita got back in the ring and looked great. We got another round with her. We got Brock becoming champion, setting up champion versus champion at WrestleMania in a match that I thought looked incredible. I thought Austin Theory looked like an absolute star in that match. I think everything, I, I don't know what more you would want from that from that show. I thought it was perfect. It set up WrestleMania. It was a spectacle I think if you're complaining, I, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe you're watching the wrong show, but this was a good show, I thought. You're a Goldberg Ooh. guy. He got choked out. That didn't bother you at all? I love Goldberg, but th- it's let's not pretend he wasn't having a match with the tribal chief. He so- wasn't pinned, though. <laughs> he was like, oh, I quit. I can't. Air. I need it. It's interesting. He, but no, but he didn't quit. He didn't quit, though. It was, a, it was, the, it was unconscious. He went out like a G. He went out like a G. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's the first time, too, right? I think so. Guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah, That's an interesting point. Yeah. I don't think he's ever been choked out. No way in hell. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I said, go ahead, go ahead. ahead, ahead. And that's, and that's a, that's a big thing though. I know a lot of people like to complain about Goldberg, but this is a guy that's never been choked out before. got choked out. That does make Roman Reigns an even bigger deal than he already is. And you've now got the biggest deal going into the biggest show against a guy who is the biggest deal in Brock Lesnar. That's why Elimination Chamber was great. What it's so good for in this spot on the calendar is getting all the ducks in a row for WrestleMania. And that's what it did. It was perfect. I thought, it, I thought this was a great show. Yeah, well, we get, we get, what gets lost in the shuffle, in my personal opinion, about the road to WrestleMania is a lot of a lot of the diehards, a lot of people that are close to the product or close to professional wrestling, they they forget about WrestleMania being the one time they want to get a lot of casual viewers to watch, and in this mixed bag of different characters and different situations, that's why you get Benito, old bad bunny. That's why you'll get a Logan Paul. That's why you might get a Johnny Knoxville. I think people get sidetracked and forget like what what's what what is this? What's going on here? Why are we doing this? And I go, it's because there's there's two nights now, which I think is going to be what they're going to be doing moving forward. So I want everybody to get ready. Get, get mm-hmm. prepared. I think a lot of us are a little responsible for that because we were, we were always talking about how long the shows are. So I think we are kind of a product of that. Mm-hmm. I was one of the people being like, listen, there's seven hours. I'm, mm-hmm. but, but Evan, don't you like the show? I love the show, but don't put it in the Meadowlands. Our brother was freezing. <laughs> I don't like to keep I don't like to keep running to get hot cocoa during main events. That's a y'all spot. Stop putting it in. I was getting hot cocoa during the time while I was so watching the You had to get up match. for that, right? They oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they didn't have nobody bringing like brother cocoa. Yeah, so. Oh, yeah, Y'all. To be no, fair, listen, to be a... fair, I would have drank the hot cocoa whether or not it was cold out. Let me tell you something. Hot cocoa just makes y'all feel more warm and fuzzy. But let me tell you something. Let me let me throw drink shit it with in two hands. Lands. If you if you want, bro, you got, y'all need to get it together, Meadowlands. Y'all don't have no delivery service. Y'all better deliver me my hot cocoa. I'm missing main events. But they... what's <laughs> what's the point of even having drones if you're not going to have them fly out hot cocoa during shows? They do that at MT Bank Stadium. Oh, shout out to see, they, they really do. So, like, y'all need to get it together. This In is why Baltimore, your teams are so doo doo. This is why your teams are doo doo. Where it is, bud? <laughs> In Baltimore, yes. no, no, but you, Evan, you know, or the, the thing. <laughs> The thing I love about this show is not only do we have fun, but we take time to edumacate the fans. Yeah, I said edumacate. I said it. Shout out to the late, great Bernie Mac. Facts, facts. When you're on the Peacock Network, right, where WrestleMania will be showing, if you're just a person who once loved wrestling, you may, like, scroll through, you know, the little meter. A lot of people get complaining about Peacock. I'm one. I was loved the WWE Network, but... Me too. We, mm-hmm. we got Peacock. Yeah. And if you go there to say watch The Office and you see, or you go to watch Bel Air and then all of a sudden you see things scrolling and you see, hmm, Bad Bunny, WrestleMania. Oh, what's that date? Let me write a note. Logan Paul? Well, he about to wrestle. I want to see him get beat up. 
You know, so that's what people don't understand. I'm glad you brought it up for the casual viewer because they already got us. They got the wrestler fans. We yeah, gonna watch got us, and they got and and the ones that complain, they got you already. Mm-hmm. You're already <laughs> yeah. there. So what they're trying to do, they're trying to make it's it's the Super Bowl of wrestling. I know you guys know it deep down. You just pretend like you don't. Like it's that. That's why it's happening. Evan, and you're the Logan Paul. Fan. Not really. I'm but not, Evan, not, the, in the really, Super Bowl, it's the best teams, two teams that play. I go, I go, no, I know the WrestleMania gives you everything. There's going to be a match that you link into and a storyline that you connect with. Then that's that's for you. That's <laughs> that's for you. You know damn well, and and it's and you get that, and like and and, and these wrestlers, if you hear with them, you heard EC3 talking earlier. They all they just want to be tell good stories. Mm-hmm. Most most wrestlers, you know, they they they've worked their ass off to get that that technical ability, but they then they were like, I want to tell good stories. I want to be a part of a good storyline. Every time I see an interview with Kane, he talks about that storyline with Undertaker. He thinks it's the best storytelling in wrestling history. Mm-hmm. Like it means a lot to him. Like because so, so it's not just about the wrestling. So they're trying to build up stories. Like who the hell doesn't want to see Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn if that happens? I want to see that. Well, you know, and to your, to your point, great movies they have comedic breaks. It's not just when you're putting together a show, you can't just have serious technical match followed by serious technical match followed by serious technical match. You need something to break it up and change it and add variety, and that's what these things do. Is Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville going to be a technical masterpiece? No, it's going to be silly. It's going to be fun. It's going to break up the show and it's going to be great. And we're all going to love it. And we're all going to look back and no one's going to look back and say, hey, I was wrong, but they should because they are. <laughs> well, look, okay. We're all, we know we're all shields of the IWC, but I think any promotion does that uh, on another level. You look at Impact, even though I would like now, to point out, I'm a shield to anybody to cuss the check. Yeah, for real, man. Uh, by the way, this, by this way, Spotify podcast, is the best. Yeah, sponsored by Kick Rocks, now available at MacList.threadless.com. Um, the old set, the old Seth Rollins adage: "I don't sell out, I buy in, baby." I buy absolutely. In. Uh, but you look at Impact, even though Bound for Glory is arguably their bigger show, Slammiversary is built around surprises like that. So you people are buying yeah. in into the the mystique of surprises. I think WWE just has like the resources because they're the 900 pound grill, the market leader. They, they can throw literally millions upon millions on something. I was saying this on Saturday. I know in the green room, uh, if you want to hear my thoughts, I go more in deep. But like the the graphics packages for WrestleMania this year with the weekend underneath has already told me buy a ticket. Buy two mm-hmm. tickets. Same ticket Facts. twice. You know what I mean? It's, it feels big. It's awesome. It gets larger than life. And that's the way they operate because their production side is another level. You don't even have to like WWE to know their promos, their 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 graphics, their music choices. It's just next level, top tier. Yeah, and, I, and like I said, and that, and that doesn't just go to the flagship. I'm just we're just having to be talking about it. That mm-hmm. goes for any major promotion. Mm-hmm. And and in and, and AEW, they why, why is it okay when they have the, the surprise pops or the surprise people? Like it's the same. I mean anybody that does it. I'm not just talking about World Wrestling Entertainment. I'm talking about any promotion that that has the resources to try to draw in that casual person, that young, that younger audience. When when we start getting, we get older, and as wrestling fans, we do we get jaded because we've seen so many things for so many years. Right. And when you're involved in wrestling so much, you you believe it's yours. You know what I mean? And you believe there's this purity to it that you that no one can change. But you have to set aside your differences and look at that other person over there, that kid that might like someone that wears like brightly colored stuff, like goat scene, somebody that does these kind of things. Because I say it before and I'll say it again. It's funny how people talk about like the people like Cena, but Macho Man and Hogan, they were just like that. And Ultimate Warrior, they were just like that. Mm-hmm. Kids were obsessed with Ultimate Warrior. Obsessed. Yep. Yeah. They they weren't because he was brightly colored in the in his in his wrestling buddies sold out like we like why we forget that that's that's that it happened back then. <laughs> it's something that I cut you off, Jack. Sorry about that. Oh, yeah. you good? Uh, uh, the thing that, about fandoms, man, the whole gatekeeping thing. Like I'm a new Star Trek fan. I mean, we're that way with baseball. Like this is whole thing about purity and playing the game right. That's just cutting off that access to newer fans. And I think one of the cool things about being a fan is that once you become a fan of something, it's almost your duty, nay, responsibility to like bring new people on to make sure it still lives and thrives. So I'm with you, Evan. I'm with you, 100%. Because because I I think we all want the same thing. And like I said, you're going to get everything you want. The international crowd is going to come there. They're going to bring a different flavor. If we get get the artist formerly known as Walter in a match, I don't give a damn who's it against. I really don't care. 
I know I know what I'm getting if Walter's in that damn ring. I don't have to worry about no song, no dance, no bad bunny, no foolishness. If Walter has a match, if Cesaro has a match, if Randy has a match, listen, if if Seth has a match, stop playing like we don't got a list of people that will have a match at that that show of shows and they will not put it down the old the old collar and elbow, brother, brother. Well, in the archives a few weeks ago, Real Jack Farmer said it best. WWE <laughs> always creates new stars. People yep. say they don't have new stars. They always create stars. And when you look at it, like, so I've been on my video game kick, right? So I've been going back playing like a lot of old games, going as far as back as WWF Warzone. And as I like go throughout the years, I'm seeing who was like the big stars at the time. And what I have noticed is there's never been a time where, let's say, if they didn't create new stars, there you would have to rock on Stone Cold on all the games. You know, there was times where it was John Cena, Randy Orton, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns. You know, they always create new stars. Yeah, they, that's the new stars thing always drives me nuts because co- people constantly say WWE doesn't build new stars, but there's always stars. There was a time when they were like, but what's WWE going to do when The Rock and Stone Cold leave? I don't know. They've got Batista, John Cena, <laughs> Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton edge you know and then oh Triple but what H. about when these guys li- what about, on this day what about when these guys <laughs> leave i don't know seth rollins roman reigns I, what about when these guys leave i don't like there's always people there uh and it's interesting because wwe is always building them and speaking of elimination chamber and i mentioned austin theory this is them building austin theory as the next big star and i know people will shake their heads saying what because he was thrown off the pod well yeah mick foley was thrown off he occasion the, he it worked was out last. well for him he was the last history the, lesson take him was, back he was the last and this is what's going to happen is eventually Uh-oh. austin theory is going to become that big star he's going to be the world champion and that's when people will pivot and they'll say they won't say they don't build new stars anymore that's when they'll say he's rammed down our throats He's forced on us. This is building a new star. This is what it is. This is how it happens. You trying to get us canceled. Hitting them with the sauce. So many people think that the way Mm. you build a new star is hot shotting Mm. them to win the Royal Rumble and becoming champion at Mania. Bars. But you look at at AEW and and Adam Page. It took him three years to build him to that level. And they're still building him. Why don't we give... (laughs) I, you got to look at this stuff and say, look, give people time. They are building stars. It's just not obvious to you. I'm glad you brought up the Elimination Chamber. I'm glad he brought up the Elimination Chamber match because uh, history lesson, SummerSlam 2003. Guess what star was built in that match? Leading up to it, Randy Orton. When you think about the promos with Triple H backstage and Triple H, that conflict of interest because they're bars. an evolution. And he's saying, okay, but what if you get eliminated, Hunter? Like, Aren't I'm supposed to be the one to like kind of take the title from Goldberg just to keep, you know, he's like, it's not going to happen. And the whole time they was grooming us to see like Randy, first of all, when he stepped out there, you knew he was going to be something. But the whole time they was grooming us to see Randy was the guy. And then guess what? By the next SummerSlam, he won the title from a vacated man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say the tears before it was Brock versus Brock. Rock at SummerSlam, but I'm not Boy, saying vacated. Say let me tell you something right now. Man, y'all cutting. There's a whole bunch of promos in there. I know it pains y'all. I know y'all don't like to hear that foolishness. I know y'all really, if y'all didn't think we was getting paid off then, y'all think we're getting paid off now. Listen, let me tell you something. But it's all but it's all facts. Cause I turn around here, I go watching NXT 2.0, minding my business, living ghetto fabulous, eating a couple chicken wings. And I was sitting here like, who the hell is this Nikita Boothang? Who is this Boothang? <laughs> Nikki Lions. Nikki. <laughs> I was like, let me get my thoughts. Mm. I like, hold on. <laughs> hold on, listen, you got me on. You got to twist it on. Careful. I was like, Careful. <laughs> listen, listen. I was like, I just looked up. Now we can Hold on, listen. I was like, what the hell? Just when you don't think like the Johnny, they, they all of a sudden, I'm here to tell you, that's a superstar. She is a superstar of the highest. I'm like, that's she's a she's she's gonna be NXT champion. Oh wow! Sight unseen. It, I give it, man. I give it a year and a half, maybe, maybe mm. less. 
I mean, I agree with you. We haven't seen her debut yet. You're just like, so yo, bam. That's how good that that's how good that package was. No Absolutely. joke. Okay. That's how you that's how you make somebody excited for a star. Yeah, I mean, listen, we listen. is a star, and I and I was like, yeah. I was like, who the hell is this? Where, but where did where did she come from? When did this start? When did they build this? They don't just roll you out, because mm-hmm. so that means that means they've had her. I'm like, that's that's just like that. Oh man, that that's what I'm trying to say. That's that right there shows you what they're always they're always looking down the road. And like I said, I'm not just talking about flagship. Um, there's different promotions. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to create and build new stars and new talent. And and I think and I think it's there's it's wrestling's for everybody. As much as you guys think it's yours, it's for everybody. Mm-hmm. As much as I get in my feelings when I see these people that roll out of bed, never watched, never read a Marvel comic a day in their life, but they're trying to tell me about Marvel movies, but they've never read the comics. As much as I had to try to re- relax and be like, okay, that's. They can they can enjoy Marvel too, even though they didn't put in their work, they didn't put in that time, they didn't put in they, they didn't take their lumps, they didn't get bullied, they didn't get picked on. I got to be like, you know what? They like Spider Man, I like Spider Man. It's all good. I don't care how they got there. They got if Tobey Maguire is why they like Spider Man, why not? I, with, with all due, I'm sorry, of course they didn't read the 1974 Amazing, you know, but I'm like <laughs> it's okay. I'll I need so is I had to, I had to, I had it? to learn and grow and move on and be like, you know what? I don't own. Um, Spider-Man. I don't own Magneto. I don't own Marvel Comics. It's okay for other casual people to enjoy them. It is interesting you bring that up because I was thinking about with movies, when you see a movie you love and someone else hasn't seen it, you don't gatekeep them from it. You you make them watch it, and you, and then you're eager to like that. You don't watch the movie. You watch them because you want to see them enjoy it. With wrestling and with with other things, why don't we have that same mentality of if someone has ne- doesn't know much about wrestling? Why are we like, oh, you don't know? You didn't watch Facts. this stuff from the they past. Get shame. Why they don't get we wrestle just say, shame? How cool is this? You get to see this for the first time. I've seen the dusty finish before, but this is your first time seeing it. That's awesome. You get to experience this situation or whatever. It's why are we not more open to people starting watching wrestling? I tell people all the time, watch it with children. It's the best thing. It's the that's, thing. That's, that's 100%. That's how I have with movies sometimes, and that's how I am with, with wrestling. You see, when you see it through the child's eyes or a younger person's eyes, it is a beautiful thing. Truly, mm-hmm. it really is, though. It's, it's, it's magical, especially like watching, watching old Star Wars. I, we, we showed um, um, my wife's best friend's um, younger sister. She's young, and we showed, her, um, we, we showed her the original Spider-Man because we took her to see Far From Home, and she didn't even know. She didn't get everything. So we took her down a rabbit hole, showed her all the Spider-Mans on this weekend, and she was like, and she appreciated the new movie more because she was like, oh my, because she was, think about it, she wasn't even alive mm-hmm. during the first Spider-Man. And I'm like, oh, I'm looking so at her old. being like, oh, this is still dope. That's one of my this favorite movies. Dope. And I was like, yeah, it is. Like, yeah, we are old. Listen, kick rock. Shout out to Nikita Lion. <laughs> That's not Spider-Man. Yo, Yo Nikita Lion. He took, he took, he, he did his own boo thing of the week. Uh, dude, I, I, yo, play the music. No, we don't got no music. Like, listen, but no, we uh oh we had before I get up out of here, had a Fergalicious sighting. I almost passed out. I almost had twice. A, I almost I almost listen, I almost went into cardiac arrest. Two 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 Fergalicious sightings. He's here, y'all. Fergal's back. I poured the liquor out. Usually, if people don't even know what pouring the liquor's out, that is for a that is for a fallen homie. A lot of people don't even know what that means. You pour, you drink a drink, and then you pour the liquor out for the homies that are no longer with us. So I poured the liquor out for Fergalicious because I thought he was dead. I thought he was dead. He has risen. He has resurrected. Fergalicious is back to some degree. <laughs> but limitations. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was fantastic that he was able to uh, to come out and, and come back. I, I was glad to see him again because you're right. I didn't, we de- he's been gone for so long, but I think he was great what he did. I think him teaming up with Champa was great because I think it gave it gave Champa a little bit of credibility to be sitting there with a guy who used to be a world champion and he has such a tie to NXT. Him teaming with Champa made sense, but then also challenging Damian Priest, giving Damian Priest the opportunity to have a champ. Uh, uh, match the former world champion himself. I'm loving it. I'm so glad he's back. I think we all just wanted to, we're just happy to see him, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, you know, that's what's up. keep it real. We're going to hear the music. The music is just great. <laughs> it's a banger. It's a banger. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Berkelish. If you if you, you know, play that joint, Brian, you got we got, we got the rights to that. Points at the same, you know, with the thing, you have no soul. I know we got the rights to that, but with ten seconds of that, Berkelish, <laughs> you got to play that. You got to play that in the background. You got to play that. Joint. Yo, what the hell we got this Spotify deal for? You play that Berkelish joint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So delicious. <laughs> but yeah, it was um, great seeing them. The fact yeah, is yeah. that, like, uh, you know, being able that credibility that he's given Champa because Facts. we have to realize that everybody is not going to watch NXT and everybody doesn't know who Champa is. So it's true, bro. You have to approach him, it like they don't know who he is at all. Exactly. So pairing him with a guy like Finn Balor and you know just being that bridge right there. And like you said, I mean, just. Damian Priest can go, but I think Damian Priest also needs great dance partners and yes. putting him in that match. Like, we saw something. It's just unfortunate. We couldn't get a real story because it was, you know, the Survivor Series brand versus brand match. But we saw something cooking there with him and Shinsuke. And I think that Ooh. if those two would have had a program, it would have been a lot of fun and been very enjoyable. But Ooh. I think the, we'll get that with him and Finn Balor. But were you, any any thoughts though, Flo, before we get up out of here on so delicious? Man, are you happy? Are you I love I love Balor and 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 Balor. I'm glad I'm glad that he tagged Champa because of all the talk about Champa being quote unquote small. All those men look pretty much similar in size, not match on Monday. So I was like, cool, that's he a good way. He can whip somebody's ass though. He's still kind of put together. I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but the challenge in Damian Priest just kind of it's, as as uh, my man Jack was saying, it is a bit of a head scratcher because Priest had that championship chilling. In the back, just under the radar, just decides to do an open challenge now for next week. Like, if it's the open challenge title, give it to me now. Then why does not just book him? So I'm a little worried about Priest's reign. Well, he just had a, he just had a match. You want to get have another match with him? He beat. He just had a match Damn. with Shelton Benjamin. Now you're like, no. why not have it now? It's an open challenge. I'm just I'm just saying, brother. You want to do the John Cena thing? John Cena was like, you know what? <laughs> I just feel let's it's not, different. Let's not pretend that John Cena and Damian Priest are on the same level. I'm I pretending they. But... I'm pretending they have the if same you title. Sound like Mr. Perfect right there. <laughs> I, you, know, you know, I'm a I'm a mark for broadcast uh, journalism and commentary, and I swear I was listening to Survivor Series 1995's broadcast the way that <laughs> Jack Farmer <laughs> just came out. Like Listen, one of my I was favorite growing... top ten of all time. When, when, I, was, when I was growing up, slap the gum. When I was growing up, Mr. Perk was my favorite wrestler, so I'm all... He was my favorite wrestler ever. I used to get... The reason why I don't like Bret Hart is because he used to be Mr. Perfect all the time. Oh, really? really? Oh, I now you say you like Bret Hart. You know, like the vines are wither and died three months ago, Evan, but now, oh, you know, I don't like Bret Hart. Thanks you know a lot. About me. I mean, professionally. No, but you know, no. a, uh, <laughs> the, the Kurt, this is Kurt Hennig, but Kurt Hennig slamming the door at uh, War Games is a memory that is burned <laughs> into my brain forever when he joined the NWO. Oh. But see, love, this is love, what I always love, tell love, people. Love, 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 love them. You, you got to appreciate greatness, right? And a lot of times, like, we just um yeah, coming off of the, the heels <laughs> of the NBA All-Star Weekend. And they had that versus challenge through highlights. Those are two Sorry. basketball players <laughs> that I didn't appreciate in their prime was That's... Allen Iverson and Tracy McGrady. Why? Because I'm a Kobe Bryant fan. And I said... You know, I missed out on appreciating their greatness. Hence why I refuse to do that with quarterbacks such as Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes mm. because I'm a Lamar Jackson fan. I'm not mm. going to miss out. And it sounds like, you know, that was happening, I say, in wrestling with me with Shawn Michaels post-Montreal. Like, Ooh. I was so mad that I couldn't appreciate the second run and his greatness Ooh. in his second run. I love the first run to Shawn Michaels, but then after Montreal, I couldn't second appreciate Second run's better than his first run. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know mm -hmm. that. That's why I, I look at it now. I'm like, wow, you know? Except the gear. The gear was better than the first run. Not memorable the second yeah. Facts. Gear, gear uh, first, first rendition. Oh, Lord. I was, oh, oh. Oh, but anyways, let me get the hell up out of here, y'all. Um, <laughs> this has been a this has been a this has been a very entertaining show, guys. You guys entertain me. I'm entertained. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Yo, shout out to shout out to Easy Three for taking the time, man. I, I I know he doesn't he doesn't doesn't walk around doing interviews like this, guys. He was in a coffee shop. He took time out of his day. So shout out to Easy Three. Uh, shout out to Flobo. Shout out to Jack. Shout out to Chopping Captain Planet Brian Waters. E.